This is the podcast that rocked for September 22nd, 2023. My name is Luke, host of the YouTube channel Rocked. We cover everything in rock, alternative metal, indie punk, industrial, and everything in between. Sorry for the sporadic schedule the last couple weeks. I've been traveling covering festivals. First weekend of the month was Blue Ridge Rock Fest, and second, this past weekend, was Riot Fest. I'll talk more about that in a little bit. The big news right now is the return of Blink-182 with the original lineup having a new album come out next month and two new songs being released this week, as I've now they're already out. The new album, One More Time, will be released October 20th and is the first album to have Tom DeLonge in the lineup since 2011's Neighborhood, so over a decade since the original Blink-182 lineup had something come out. The new song, One More Time, the title track, has fans all filled with tears as they reminisce about old Blink-182 and really get hit hard by some of the lyrics talking about some terrible things that happened to the band, whether that's cancer scares, plane crashes, just normal life. When you really think about it, Blink-182 has been through the ringer in their personal lives. One of the best comments was from Tom DeLonge talking about the whole situation and trying to include some of that in the song one more time. When Mark Hoppus told me he was sick, that was the gnarliest. It was like nothing matters really. For me, it was always heavy on my heart that our friendship wasn't mended. All of us have lived through tragedies now that tear apart places in your heart and you've got to mend them back together and figure out how to be a better version of yourself. That is a pretty good topic and much more mature form of Blink-182 that does follow one more time that released Enema of the State and some of their more immature content over the years. I would anticipate a big fat Blink-182 tour again to help promote the album, especially this upcoming spring, whether that's worldwide or in the States, probably both. But yeah, I definitely expect more things from Blink-182. The other single, More Than You Know, is out now also. And if you check out Spotify or Apple, you can see the uh, non- album artwork that just says this is not our album cover. Good to know Blink-182 still putting effort into their album artwork this many years in. This past weekend, I was at Riot Fest, and it was probably the most well-organized festival I've ever been to. Featured in Chicago, Illinois, Douglas Park, headlined by Foo Fighters, The Cure, and a ton of other bands. It was great. It was cool that they used my anti-PSAs. I helped advertise for them, and they actually showed them on the big screens between bands on the main stage while they were playing, like, different setups and things like that. It was a very well-run performance. I got to see a lot of bands I haven't seen in a long time or ever. I got to shoot as photographer The Cure, which was huge for me. I also saw Turnstile, Enter Shikari, Code Orange, Frank Turner, LS Dunes, many, many more. I then also on Saturday saw Insane Clown Posse and Corey Feldman, which was a weird way to open and close Saturday. And I wanted to add a little bit on Corey Feldman because I posted my footage and coverage from my phone. I was out of the photo pit on Saturday, how that performance opened up. It was awkward to say the least. The band had the crowd chant, here he comes, the comeback king, which is a little bit awkward. That's also the name of the Corey Feldman's latest song, Comeback King. Corey Feldman finally comes out in one of his many outfits that he had throughout the set. And after a few seconds, he stops all the mus- musicians saying no one was on the same beat. He gets mad, yells at his keyboardist, points at his drummer. The guitarist says, I can't hear the guitar in my monitor. It was very uncomfortable. They all start over. Yeah, I, that's when I started to back away. And then I also saw a giant inflatable screen that you would put in the backyard and watch movies on at night in the summer. They had one of those and Corey said, we have a lot of cool stuff showing on this screen, but you can't see it since it's daylight. So you'll just have to use your imagination. Trust me, there's cool stuff though. It did not get any better from there. All the different outfits and mannerisms that Feldman had. He had a lot of Michael Jackson impersonations and performances. I think that's the best way to say it. If you've seen Corey Feldman live, let me know one, if you've seen him recently and you saw what was on that 
that screen, like what they were showing. And two, tell me what you thought of Corey Feldman in general. I've seen a lot of people say that they think he's off his rocker. He doesn't know any better. And there's a fringe short amount of people, a very small percentage that think this is an Andy Kaufman, anti-humor, deep level bit that we're all not going to get for 20 or 30 years. And after 20 or 30 years, we're going to think it's hilarious. And he was in on it the whole time. I don't give him that much credit. I think this is just unintentionally awkward. But despite what I think, he's still the comeback king. Avenged Sevenfold posted some ridiculous shorts of Mattel, mainly Barbie characters, having little shorts and very crude and ridiculous sequences. Ones about a baby being born, but it's an actual Barbie. There are a few others on there right now on Avenged Sevenfold socials. They're using a lot of the lyrics from Life is But a Dream. I suppose this has helped promoting the album and the tour, the Life is But a Dream tour, which is going on right now, featuring Falling in Reverse. Boy, is that a lineup. I still am Avenged Sevenfold fan. I actually thought the latest album was fine. There was better material on there than what the singles alluded to, but... I do feel they're going off the deep end just for some of this stuff. I think it just entertains themselves and it's just weird for the sake of being weird. However, I'm sure it's entertaining to them and at least they're not as deeply shilling NFTs as they used to. New reports say that NFTs, at least 90% of all NFTs throughout the world are worth absolutely nothing now. So if you were a diehard Event Sevenfold fan and bought some of those Deathbat NFTs, my heart breaks for you. <laughs> oh man, I don't even know how to transition out of this. You know what? If all you have left is a few Barbie dolls and figures, go ahead and make a little short video for Avenged Sevenfold. At least that way you can do something to help support your band because you don't have money left from your NFT. A bummer if you're a Guns N' Roses fan. There have been a lot of bummer stories if you're a GNR fan over the past couple decades, but especially if you're from St. Louis. Remember that that's where the infamous riot happened in the early 90s where Guns N' Roses, especially Axl Rose, was banned from coming to for over 20 years. They finally came back in 2017 and they announced on their tour this fall they would be returning to St. Louis again. Well, September 9th came and went and the band had to postpone due to illness, they said. There are some conspiracy theories going on saying that the postponement was due to low ticket sales. All ticket holders would have their tickets honored at the postponed show in November. Well, Guns N' Roses officially came out again and said the show is completely canceled and they're saying it's because it's due to illness, mainly with Axel. The conspiracy is still going on. I have no proof of it being low ticket sales. I haven't seen anything from Live Nation or Ticketmaster even indicating that because I think that could be looked up if they needed to. But I do know that Axel was saying that he was getting sick in previous performances before that. So it is worth pointing out that it is very possible. We don't know how long the illness, like how bad the illness is. All we know is that St. Louis is completely canceled. And if you're a Guns N' Roses fans from St. Louis, you are doomed. You are just doomed. You are cursed. You will have to travel out of state most likely if you want to see Guns N' Roses ever in your life because it's just not going to happen for St. Louis. At Riot Fest, I got to talk to Jamie Morgan from Code Orange about the upcoming album, The Above. Looking at some of the interviews he's done and what he told me, this self-produced album from Code Orange is supposed to be something different, far away from boring rock that is so typical and filled with absolutely nothing that has plagued radio and just everywhere in stadiums to festivals, you name it, for years. They went out of their way to make something different. And Jamie Morgan said, this thing is definitely the most effort, once again, that I put into any singular project. Coming after the full album Underneath in 2020, which was a solid album in my opinion, but it definitely was hit by the pandemic and it also caused a rush of timing and things, so it wasn't exactly the finished project that Jamie had hoped. This 
album, The Above, appears to be everything they wanted. And he says he likes it. From coming from him, that is a big deal. One of the songs featuring Billy Corgan of Smashing Pumpkins has already been released. The song is solid and they performed it live at Riot Fest. It worked really well. So we'll have to see what is in store for The Above next weekend on the 29th. I'm looking forward to it. Code Orange on tour now. Check them out. They're amazing live. I'm hopeful that it's unique and strongly written and heavy and weird and has tons of variety as Code Orange is capable of. In new music news, Three Teeth, the industrial band, has just released the new album, Index, and it's solid. I'm going to do an album review short of it later this weekend. If you're into industrial, this is an album that not only features Mick Gordon of Doom fame through several tracks, but it's a grittier, deeper industrial album that sets more of an atmosphere. It's not fast and loud at all times. There's definitely a mood set to this one. I enjoyed it quite a bit. It's not something that I can go to all the time as the industrial standard, but there is definitely material worth hearing on here that really makes it strong. Three Teeth have something really profound in moments as well. You can tell they have an ear for making some strong industrial. They even have Everyone Wants to Rule the World from Tears for Fears, the cover song to end the album, which I think is a nice little touch to make an industrial track out of that. Index from Three Teeth Out Now. They'll be going on tour. Check that out and wait for the album review coming out. And you'll hear one of the songs on New Music Night this Sunday. That's right, New Music Night returns. I want to thank everyone for their patience as I've been traveling so much this past month. New Music Night Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern on the YouTube channel. We'll be playing a lot of stuff that dropped this week and some few songs that I wasn't able to cover the past two weeks. Please check that out really helps a ton. We do take song suggestions for donations. That helps the channel out a lot, especially since I've been traveling. And also, all song suggestions go to feed the animals. Mainly my little pets, Ivan, Pearl, Chester, Spock, and Buffy. The critters that my wife and I have. Big thanks for my patrons and YouTube members. Special thanks to Chris Doman, Brandon Bruce, Dom Noble, and Mars Hunter. Thank you so much for all your support. Two or three dollars on Patreon or YouTube membership goes a long way to support the channel. You get the weekly music playlist and so much more. Thank you again for all your patience as I've been traveling. I've been trying to put out content as I can while I've been on the road. Now that my travels, at least festival-wise, are done for the rest of the year, I should be a little more consistent in content. On the YouTube channel now is a video about bands that have been banned from Disney, House of Blues in Orlando, and Anaheim. There's more than you think, and they range from Ice Nine Kills to Every Time I Die to Let Live. There's quite a few that you'd be surprised who's been banned by the mouse. Thank you again for tuning in. Please keep sharing the links. It does help a ton. And finally, I'm not making fun of Guns N' Roses fans in St. Louis. I'm just saying you're doomed if you're a fan in St. Louis and you like Guns N' Roses. You'll just have to make long distance plans if you ever want to see them live.